In this week's episode, I'm going to talk about some current sports, give you an update on the podcast, and tell you about a recent guest spot I did on a different podcast. So first, to talk about some recent sports going on as I record this on Tuesday, the 26th. World Series Game 1 is going on right now, so I can't really talk much about that other than the ALCS and NLCS. Jordan Alvarez and Eddie Rosario completely carried each of their teams, uh, each of them batting over 500 in the series, and each series went to six games. So that is truly incredible to bat that high of an average in such a clutch scenario. I mean, if you watched game six of the NLCS, you saw Eddie Rosario come in in so many ways, right? I think was in the fourth inning. There's a runner on first base, two outs. Pitcher comes up to bat, Ian Anderson. Brian Snitker, the Braves manager, he decides to pinch hit. And remember, this is only the bottom of the fourth inning, so Ian Anderson could have kept going. But instead, they pinch hit for the pitcher. That guy gets a hit, and I forget who that was. But next, who comes up? Eddie Rosario, and he hits a three-run homer. So he's been playing amazing uh, so far. I mean, I, I don't really remember what he did in the NLDS back against the Brewers. But right now, both teams are pretty hot. The Braves, aside from Eddie Rosario and the NLCS, only batted like 220 or something. It's not great. But at the end of the day, you know, it did the job for them. But, I mean, this Astros team as a whole, they are a very good team. And you have arguably the two best infields in baseball going up against each other, which is pretty cool, right? You have the Astros, you know, with Jose Altuve and Carlos Correa and the Braves infield, which set the record this year to be the first infield to have each position hit at least 25 homers. So you have Freddie Freeman at first, Ozzy Albies at second, Dansby Swanson at short, and Austin Riley at third. Austin Riley also played phenomenal in the NLCS. So this is definitely going to be a fun series to watch. And so realistically, there are two teams in the World Series and there are 28 teams that aren't. So you might be struggling to figure out who you want to win. So the obvious answer is the Braves because, you know, the whole Astros cheating scandal back in 2017 I listened to an excellent podcast about that called The Edge, and I think it was six parts, maybe eight parts. It was really good, and it kind of separates a lot of the myths that go on around the scandal, and there are a lot of them, and many people believe them, so whether it comes to Altuve wearing a buzzer or who got how many bangs, uh when were they used, were they used in the postseason, all of those kinds of things uh, in there. So that was pretty cool. 
and then it, let's say you don't care about that, then maybe you want to go on to statementgames.com. You may remember Mark Salino, who created Statement Games, was on the podcast back before the Super Bowl, and I did that before the game tonight, before game one, and I'll do it again when this episode is released for game two. And, you know, it just gives you some stat lines to root for. So it just always makes it a little bit more exciting when you have something to root for. So whether you are hoping that the Braves hit two home runs, or at least one and a half, or whether you want Jock Peterson plus Ozzy Albies to get more than 1.5 hits, or Jose Altuve and Carlos Correa to have more than or an RBI and a half. So all of those fun things, they can just add to the experience of watching the games. And, I mean, you can also do that on the weekend for the NFL. They have a sort of pick em game each week for Sunday and Monday games. You can select either the spread or the over-under. And as I'm talking, the Braves now have two runners on in the top of the second with no outs, Darno and then Peterson each hit singles, so runners on first and second. And so that can always add some fun to when you're watching these games. And yeah, in other sports, in basketball, the NBA season started. That's been really fun to watch. Now, one team that's a bit interesting, the Celtics, right? They lose to the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. I'm not sure I would say it was unexpected, but, you know, it was, they easily could have won that game. Obviously went to double overtime, so, you know, an extra free throw falls their way at any point, and that would have made the difference. But uh, other than that, then they go up to, then I think they went up to Toronto and then beat Toronto there. Um, oh, Dansby Swanson, fly ball, center field. Oh my God, that one almost went over. And the runner tags, oh, both runners tag runners on second and third. Uh, if you didn't watch the game, which at this point will be last night, here's some uh, commentary as it's going along here in the top of the second inning. But, or you could have just checked the score. But, yeah, so so the Celtics could be a team to watch. What do they wind up doing at the trade deadline? I don't know how many years are left on either Tatum or Jalen Green, but, you know, who? What, what do you do in that situation? Do you go for it now? And Atlanta just scored a run, a grounder to short. I forget who that was by, but... Uh, Peterson gets tagged out trying to advance to third, but Darno scores. It is now 3-0 Atlanta. So Atlanta seems to be getting out to a nice start here. Uh, oh, that was Jorge Soler, who hit a homer in the first inning here. And yeah, so I guess any other NBA teams to look out for? Obviously, the Nets without Kyrie Irving, as of now at least. Um, that was their decision to have him not play in any road games. But, you know, 
I'm not going to really talk about that situation much, but so far they've had a shaky start, right? Last year they managed, in the, and in the regular season, right, they rarely had three of the big three all together, and they really didn't even have two together all that much because of injuries, right, between mostly Harden and Durant. But, I mean, it is... It's not looking too good for the Nets as of now, right? There aren't too many new pieces. It's not like there's so much new chemistry or anything going on, like what's going on with the Lakers. And with the Lakers, I know tonight on the 26th, I think they're still at home, but against the Spurs, LeBron James is not playing. Uh, I saw soreness in his ankle, not sure which one, but he did have a bit of a collision the other night. Um... And then football, Cooper Cup has been going on a tear lately. Uh, Cooper Cup of the Rams with his new quarterback, Matt Stafford, who just beat his former team in L.A. last weekend, the Detroit Lions, as well as Jared Goff returning. But Cooper Cup is on pace to like set fantasy football records. Um, in one of my leagues, I got fortunate enough to claim him off of waivers, so that was extremely lucky. I got the best fantasy wide receiver and for literally nothing. Um, and, I mean, the Rams are an exciting team to watch. I know on Thursday night football, tomorrow night, it is Cardinals, Packers, Devontae Adams, and Alan Lazard both out due to COVID protocols. So you always hate to see that, especially when it's not even like a physical injury when it's COVID. I mean, you hate to see it, but uh, they will likely be out this week, but I believe both of them are vaccinated, so they just need like two negative tests 24 hours apart, I think. Um, so they should be good to go for next week. But yeah, I mean, Cardinals, they get Zach Ertz in that trade with Philly, and he scored a touchdown last week, uh, and he had a good week. So, I mean, I think I would probably still think that the Cardinals are going to win here and move on to, I think they're 7-0 and right now, so move on to 8-0. and I could have that wrong. It might be 6-0 and now and then on to 7-0. and But, yeah, the Cardinals are pretty good. I mean, Dondre Hopkins, J.J. Watt, Kyler Murray, now Zach Ertz as well. Um, I think A.J. Green, who disappeared for a few years, I believe he is also now on the Cardinals. And Freddie Freeman just worked a walk, so now runners on first and second, two outs in the top of the second for the Braves. And yeah, so plenty of still interesting stuff to look out for in the NFL as the trade deadline approaches. I believe it is a week from today, a week from Tuesday, but as you're listening to this, a week from yesterday. So, I mean, you know, it'll be interesting to see who's a buyer, who's a seller, what teams are going to make a push for it this year, what teams are going to take a step back, right? What are the Cowboys going to do? They, I'm pretty sure, still only have one loss. But, I mean, 
really none of the, the other teams in the NFC East have counted themselves out yet because there really haven't been too many divisional games. So there's still lots of interesting storylines to come this season. We're not even halfway through the regular season. So it's been great so far. Can't wait to see what comes of the rest. And oh, wow. Ozzie Albies just hits a ground ball up the middle. They throw to first and they call him safe and a run scored on that. So if this call stands, let's see if Houston challenges it, but then would be for nothing. This is kind of crazy. I mean, I don't think, oh, he's safe. I don't think anyone was really expecting Atlanta to come into Houston like this and, you know, just start like this. I mean, in two innings, right? Atlanta, again, if this stands, has a 4 nothing lead. And, I mean, I guess it's technically only through one and a half because uh, the bottom of, ooh, that's, that's close. But anyway, uh, college football, Michigan-Michigan State is the big matchup this week. Michigan's star defense. I'm not, I think that game is at noon, so that's definitely one to look out for. I believe I did see that college game day will be in East Lansing this week for that game. And Michigan, Cade McNamara as quarterback. And right, you've got Blake Corum and Hassan Haskins as the two star running backs. And the defense, you've got David Ajabo, pretty sure that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, Who else? You have Aiden Hutchinson, right? These, uh, Donovan Jeter, these guys are really good. I believe Michigan has the fifth-ranked defense in the country, or maybe it was the fifth-ranked rushing offense. I don't know. It was something like that. But, I mean, Michigan State is pretty similar. Uh, I forget the name of their running back, but he is very good, as well as their defense is very strong. Both teams undefeated, and, uh, I mean, It's going to be a good game. Michigan State does have home field advantage. Uh, Over the last six games, each team is three and three, with the home uh, home team winning every game but one, I believe. Uh, Excuse me, the way team winning every game but one. And I forget how that happened because that doesn't really make sense if they've played three six games then presumably it would be one in each or three in each stadium and then anyway maybe it was something with the schedule last year and things being mixed up but yeah so that's really what's going on with sports right now in the nhl um i don't follow the nhl quite as closely but that's getting kicked off um i know i root for the new york rangers they got off to a Four-game winning streak. They were 4-1-1 one, and one, and then lost another game on Monday night to become 4-2-1. and one. So, obviously, it is extremely early in both NHL and NBA. And at this point of the season, right, you're, you really don't care quite as much about wins and losses, but you want to see how the team plays. And wins and losses will play out throughout the season. And yeah, so lastly, I'm just going to talk quickly about last week. I recorded an episode on Courtside Heat. I was a guest, and that is Joshua Uninkst's podcast. And 
he was on the last episode of Substantiate, and he was a great guest and invited me on to his podcast. So here, if you haven't listened to the episode from a couple weeks ago, then it was, we talked about um, some NFL matchups from that week, I believe it was week five, and what if they were playing against each other in basketball. So here we really just talked about uh, what basketball players would make good football players. So definitely go check out that episode. I'll link to it down in the show notes. And so, and again, with the podcast, I did tweet out at some point, I'm going to move it to every other week for now. I know, I think it's been three weeks since the last episode. Um, I'm reaching out to all different guests, and some of them are a bit delayed in responses. Uh, so hopefully two or three of them that I'm talking with right now will hopefully come on. Oh, it looks like they took a run away from Atlanta, so maybe it's only 3 nothing. But anyway... Um, so yeah, hopefully those episodes come out. Worst comes to worst, I'll just record another episode like this, you know, maybe around 15 minutes of just talking sports, right? We kind of went over everything here, touched on a bit of everything. And yeah, so hopefully this won't be necessary too often, but with everything uh, going on, you know, people can't always respond as quickly as you would like them to, to be a guest on the podcast, but all of that is on the way hopefully soon. And in the meantime, I'm going to call it here. Um, you know, always feel free to send me a DM on Instagram or Twitter or an email to substantiatepod at gmail.com with any feedback or in the form of a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, don't forget to always share the show with a friend or family member. And yeah, so to follow Instagram and Twitter at SubstantiatePod. I had an Instagram reel recently. It's almost at 700,000 views and it has over 30,000 likes. So it is a highlight of Hassan Haskins' from a few weeks ago at this point. Again, Michigan running back absolutely hurdled a Nebraska defender. There was great blocking on the play. Um, it was a highlight of the year. I put run for year on the video, though I got some criticism for that in the comments. But uh, yeah, so you know, check out some of the comments, get a conversation started, see if you agree or disagree with them. But that's always a fun way to interact with other people in sports. Go comment on those posts. But I don't know, don't make them too crazy. Some people get really crazy in the comments and they'll get really mad at people. But I think we can all relax doing this. But I'm going to call it there come back in two weeks so that is going to be wednesday the 10th another new episode coming fingers crossed it'll be a hypothetical sports matchup with one of these guests i'm talking to um not don't really want to preview them now in case it doesn't happen but 
Uh, hopefully that will be the case. So I will see you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Substantiate. The best way to help support the show is to number one, tell your friends about Substantiate. That is the number one way to support us. The second way is to leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Number three, follow us at SubstantiatePod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hello, I'm Anthony. And I'm Dr. Issues. And we're hosts of Capes on the Couch, the podcast where comics get counseling. Superheroes don't always get to go home happy. That's where we come in. We offer psychiatric and mental health analysis of comic book characters. So check us out at capesonthecouch.live and across all social media platforms at Capes on the Couch.